Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another edition of KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. Today, we're going to be talking about the Hawks' first preseason game they've had this year. They were playing the New Orleans Pelicans, and the game was in Atlanta. Now, the Hawks' stadium is undergoing renovations right now, and so they held their preseason game over at McCamish Pavilion, which is the stadium the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets play at. That really contributed to the atmosphere at the game. Along with the Hawks going through their preseason, the six-man, which is the cheering section for the Hawks, was also holding their tryouts. They took up a whole baseline of the stadium. They made an impact in the game, really doing a lot of cheers, a lot of energy. Um, McCamish is a much smaller arena than State Farm Arena. They were amplified by being in a smaller arena. Um, Some of the ways that they kind of made their presence felt at warm-ups, the Pelicans were warming up over by the six-man, and one of the new Pelicans is Alfred Payton. And Alfred Payton has been known in the league so far because he had some of the most ridiculous hair in the NBA, and he refused to get it cut. He's finished up four years, and he, he's just bounced around to a couple of teams, and so this summer he actually did cut his hair. And so as the Pelicans were warming up, the six men section started cheering, where's your hair? Where's your hair? And even the Pelicans players had to start laughing and chuckling, and it was pretty funny. But I want to give it a shout-out to the six men because they were as loud and as um, into the game as I've seen them lately, which was a lot of fun to see. The game, there's not a lot to take away from the final score of the game. Um, with these preseason games, the both teams are trying to get their players ready for regular season rotations, but also they're looking at guys that aren't going to get to play and fringe players and seeing who's going to end up making their final roster. But the Hawks ended up winning the game 116-102. to The first half, both teams played what I would think is more their normal rotations. The Pelicans were missing their starting power forward, Nikola Meritich, but they were starting Julius Randle, who had just come over from the Lakers in his place. And the Pelicans made it to the uh, Western Conference playoffs, and they ended up sweeping their first-round opponent. So they're no slouch of a first preseason opponent and any team that has Anthony Davis is going to be pretty good, and Anthony Davis is very good. To see a player who's seven feet tall move the way Anthony Davis does, be able to shoot threes, and also have such an impact on defenses is amazing. And he has a really good sidekick in Drew Holiday, who started off the game really hot and made a couple threes before the Hawks switched Torian Prince out onto him. But like I said, the Hawks ended up winning the game. I'm not really going to talk a lot about just the the game in general, like play-by-play, play, because like I said, it doesn't really matter. What's more interesting is the rotations that were being used. I'll certainly talk about the starting lineup, what I saw from the minutes we got to see some of these players. The starting lineup for the Hawks was Trey Young, Kent Bazemore, Torian Prince, John Collins, and Alex Lynn. And that's the lineup I think that the Hawks are going to use in the regular season 
at least until Dwayne Dedman comes back. Um, Alex Lynn just came over from the Phoenix Suns. He's a former number five pick, and to see him on the court, you can understand why he was such a high pick. He's still only 25 years old, and he's a legit seven-foot player, and he had four blocks in this game. And Another thing you could take away from his performance is just how the Hawks are going to defend this year, especially on the pick-and-roll. They're going to let their big men kind of sag back and try to get the opposing team's players to commit to shooting a mid-range shot. And if they're, the opponent is going to try to go all the way to the rim, that's where the big's going to be. And Alex Lynn did not disappoint in that regard. He had, like I said, four blocks, and he seemed to move pretty, pretty well for being a seven-foot-tall guy. Another thing to take away from his performance is he took two corner threes. And I think Lloyd Pierce is going to want his players to not be afraid to take threes. Alex Lynn didn't look out of place shooting the three ball. Everybody else from the starting lineup, I think, will be in the starting lineup for the regular season. Trey looked good. He was probing defenses, really getting into the paint and then kicking out. He had some trouble. Alfred Payton, who I talked about earlier with the hair, uh, is a bigger guard, and he caused some problems for Trey. Just He was able to catch up to Trey on one shot attempt and block it, and Trey did not get a lot of foul calls going into the paint when he took shots at the rim. But uh, the highlight of the game was a John Collins and Trey Young pick and roll where they ran the pick and roll and Trey went into a a really packed paint and threw the ball up and it looked like it was just going to be a brick. He threw it off of the glass uh, to John Collins for a monster dunk. Uh, It just kind of showed you Trey's ability not only to throw passes but to have vision and to connect with his players enough where they had that play in their back pocket but also it showed John Collins just doing what John Collins does in dunking anything that's in and around the basket the guy I was sitting next to sort of chuckled at that play and was like so does Trey get an assist on that and it's like yeah I think he was definitely throwing the pass off of the glass for John Um, but the very next possession down the court Alex Poitras who is a two-way player for the Atlanta Hawks and was playing center went up for a crazy shot and the ball just went off the backboard again and lo and behold John Collins gets another dunk um, off of a ball off the backboard and the man sitting next to me again was like well does that go down as an assist and it's like I don't know if Poitras was quite doing the same thing that Trey was but of course it's great to see John Collins being as active as he was. He really just continued his standout performance from Summer League where he was appeared to be so dominant. John's stat line for the game was 18 points in 19 minutes. He had three rebounds and two assists. And he was just very active on the offensive end trying to dunk everything. Um, he had the highlight alley-oop from Trey and he almost had another monster alley-oop from DeAndre Bembry on a fast break where Bembry honestly threw the ball a little bit behind John and Collins was still able to get the ball and just couldn't quite get the dunk down but everything John Collins has done has got to be super encouraging for Hawks fans he's a second year player 
He is so active, so engaged. He has a handshake for every teammate of his, and he just it's it's a lot of positive energy from John Collins. After Trey and John Collins, Torian Prince is probably the next guy y'all would like to hear about, and Torian had a solid game. He was clearly pressing a little bit, and I think he's still trying to figure out what his role is going to be in this offense. He had eight points. He was two of three from threes with seven rebounds, and Torian is just a very solid wing player, and if his three-point shot is truly what he's been showing from the last half of last year and starting off the preseason, he's going to make a really big impact on the team. And like I said, the Hawks started off the game by having Bazemore on Drew Holiday, who was playing the two-guard for the Pelicans. And Drew started the game really hot, and the Hawks shifted over Torian Prince to guard Drew Holiday. And Torian is really, it looks like he's going to draw the most difficult assignment on the defensive end and he seems to be up to that challenge so that was very encouraging to see that starting lineup I mean Kent Bazemore was Kent Bazemore at this point we sort of know what he's doing and uh, in this offense of Pierce's their uh, wings are going to do a lot of slashing and a lot of attacking and he looked right at home doing that I think the next most interesting thing to talk about is the second unit so both Vince Carter and Jeremy Lin are part of that second unit and I think the loudest cheer of the night was definitely for Vince when he came in he came in at about halfway through the first quarter and the arena which I think was maybe half filled maybe um, but it just erupted and everybody was excited to see Vince Carter in the Hawks uniform and he played reasonably well. He's definitely playing an old man game, but he was, you know, he was up for trying to even guard forwards and centers with the defensive style that the second unit was playing. The Hawks went super small with their second unit. Alex Poitras, who I think is about 6'8", was the center for some of these units, and they were switching everything. And by switching everything, I mean, usually it's one through four switching. This was one through five switching. And Vince Carter was down there. Sometimes with these older players, they don't want to be banging with guys bigger than they are or something like that. And he had no problem going in there and competing with centers and forwards. Um, And it was fun to see him sort of running in this offense and, and telling guys where they need to be. But... Vince got a huge cheer when he came in, and uh, Jeremy Lin got a huge cheer when he came in. And both these guys, I think the team is going to be watching their minutes in the regular season, just with Jeremy coming back from injury and Vince being 41 years old. And I think that showed itself a little bit in this game. Vince only played 16 minutes, and Jeremy only played 15 minutes. And it was... You could tell it meant a lot for Jeremy to get out on the court. And he talked about afterward how there's not a substitute for playing against NBA-level talent. And he did a good job. He didn't look like he was fully back as far as speed or burst or anything like that. But he was making very good passes. He was running the offense. And he was also doing a good job job on defense. Just sort of, like I said, his, his quickness... And burst wasn't there, but being in the right places 
and knowing what the defense was supposed to be doing, it seemed like he had a good idea of of that. But this super small lineup that I was talking about, the, the second unit was, it was Jeremy Lin, Vince Carter, DeAndre Bembry, Kevin Herter, and Alex Poitras. And that, I mean... Kevin Herter, who's six seven, and Alex Poitras, who I think is six eight or something like that. I'll need to check that. But at those two as your bigs, that is just a really small lineup, and it seemed to be pretty effective. I the Pelicans may have just not been expecting such a lineup like that, but the Hawks did a good job with that. And I'll tell you one thing: that DeAndre Bembry, who had his own injuries last year and really hasn't had a full season without injuries, looked extremely good. He got the most run of any of the players of the Hawks in this game. He played 25 minutes and had 20 points, um, but he was just being very aggressive, attacking the paint, and really, you know, he's a good ball handler, so taking the ball and trying to find other teammates. And like I said, he tried to get the ball to John Collins on a alley-oop, and he was just being very aggressive. Uh, Bembry's biggest weak weakness as a player has been his shooting and sometimes players like that will not attack the basket because they're afraid to shoot free throws or they won't shoot open threes because they don't feel comfortable shooting that shot and on both counts Bembry was able to show that he has some confidence he was five of seven from the free throw line which was very encouraging and he took four three-pointers and made one of them and his shot looks pretty good. So I think DeAndre Bembry is somebody to watch going into the season. And afterwards, Coach Lloyd Pierce said that with DeAndre, they know that's one guy who can get into the paint without needing a, a screen or anything. Just his strength and ball handling combination allows him to get to the paint. And so I'm encouraged with that and think this could be a big year for DeAndre Bembry. Um, one thing to note with that second unit is that both Kevin Herter and DeAndre Bembry were ahead of Tyler Dorsey, who was the second-round pick of the Hawks last year. Dorsey played in summer league for the Hawks this year, and um, it was interesting to see both Bembry and Herter, who did not get to play in the summer league, ahead of uh, Dorsey. And with these preseason games, as I said, you kind of got to take them with a grain of salt and maybe they just wanted to see more of Kevin Herter, who hadn't been able to show anything so far, or they wanted to really give Bembry a chance to shine. But um, Dorsey is pretty much a one-skill guy right now. He can really shoot the ball. Um, He is a really good rebounder for his position, but the thing that keeps Dorsey in games is he can really shoot the ball. And I think this coaching staff is going to expect him to do a little bit more, whether that's ball handling or on the defensive side. But to see Bembry and Herter ahead of him was interesting. Kevin Herter was an interesting guy. Like I said, he had been working his way back from hand surgery, and so he hadn't gotten to play in the summer league. And Although he has been cleared for contact to play 5-on-5, five five, it, it looked like he wasn't super comfortable out on the court. He was hesitant shooting the ball when he got it on the offensive end, and he was the only player that, at least to me, it looked like he was kind of lost on the defensive end. He's a six-seven white dude, and so 
somebody like that who can get up is always going to be sneakily athletic and he is super athletic so I don't think there's any issue with him and NBA athleticism but I hopefully through these next preseason games we'll be able to see him get more comfortable in the defense and also be confident enough to take some of these shots as soon as he get it instead of actually thinking about it. Those were all the really notable guys I wanted to talk about in this first preseason game. Like I said, the Hawks were able to win this game. They were down at halftime, 51-57, to but they really strung together a strong third quarter, and that was helped by the fact that the Pelicans didn't play Anthony Davis or Drew Holiday in the second half. But the Hawks put up 30 points in the first quarter, which is a great number, and they didn't look like super outclassed by the Pelicans, so that was encouraging. My other takeaway from this preseason game is just Coach Pierce is really hoping or really trying to get the guys to be up-tempo. Anybody who got a defensive rebound was okay bringing the ball up the court. Maybe not Alex Lynn or Miles Plumley, but anybody else, John Collins was grabbing the ball and going down to the other end. And the bigs were really getting down to the other end. And if they had a mismatch, the play seemed to be get the ball to the big and let him go to work for an easy duck in and easy points. Um, so this team is really going to push the pace and shoot a lot of threes. And it was just, it was a fun game to go to. Like I said, it was maybe the arena was half filled, but you could really tell that people were engaged. Having Vince Carter, having John Collins, having Trey Young, just all these players had exciting plays that even if the team had been down, I think people would have been engaged and and cheering the team on, which was fun to see. There were also some really weird promotions going on. There was a promotion where they had a Pelicans fan racing a Hawks fan. And, of course, the Pelicans fan cheated in some fashion, and Harry came out and helped the Hawks fan win. And um, But it looks like they're trying a few different things to engage the fans. Harry himself, the mascot, has a new look. His uh, mane or his uh, feathers on the top of his head have usually been blue and this year they are a bright yellow so the hawks are trying some new things to get people engaged with the team which i think is very good so it was a fun game we'll see if anything carries over to this next game they play the memphis grizzlies tomorrow on october 5th in memphis and so we'll see if anything's able to carry over from there on tuesday the hawks waived Cole Aldrich that was not a big surprise at least from just even watching his body language on the court he didn't seem super engaged and it kind of felt like he he didn't get any playing time so that was not a big surprise Torian Prince will not be playing on Friday he has some sickness so we'll monitor that some viral disease and Omari Spellman who did not play on Monday will should get to play on Friday and so Hopefully by that point we'll have all the rookies that have been playing. The only other players that are were out were Dwayne Dedman and Justin Anderson with injury, and both of them are being reevaluated in a couple weeks or in a week. I think Justin Anderson might 
be back for the home opener, but I think De- Dwayne Deadman will not make it back. So that's all I have from this first preseason game. It was a lot of fun. Camish was a great venue for this first game. I think the Hawks have one more home preseason game before they have their home opener. With the renovations going on at State Farm Arena, the Hawks kind of have a late home opener. I think they start with four games on the road before playing the Dallas Mavericks here in Atlanta on October 24th. The next thing I'll be talking about will be this game against Memphis. I really appreciate any everybody listening to the podcast. If you have any questions or any comments about the podcast, you can email me at kettlecast at gmail.com. That's K-E-T-T-L-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And go Hawks!